0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link
1: in the show description to support now. This episode of the Sartoro Geek Podcast is sponsored by Jordan Denae. Jordan Denae has all kinds of geek chic apparel and accessories. Our designs are hand-lettered and inspired by our favorite characters and stories in pop culture. We have tank tops that can be worn with a skirt, under a blazer, to the gym, and as pajamas. Please check us out at jordandanae.com and all over the internet at NYC. Hey, welcome to this week's episode of the Sartorial Geek Podcast. We have another live episode for you. We were in Dallas, Texas this week at LeakyCon which is a Harry Potter-inspired convention. And we got to talk to one of the people who make that convention happen, which was very cool. So I hope you enjoy the episode. And if you have friends who would enjoy these kinds of nerdy conversations, please feel free to share um, our podcast with them. If you want to support us, you can leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you want to get cool gifts from us, you can check out our Patreon. It's at Sartorial Geek. And we have all kinds of rewards from the $1 range to the $25 range. So thank you so much. Have a great week and enjoy the episode. Well, thank you all so much for coming. Welcome to the Sartorial Geek Live. This is our second live episode, which is very cool. So thank you for being a part of it. Um, If you don't know me, I'm Jordan Ellis. I run Jordan Danae, which we're actually at a booth here. Um, And then I'm the co-editor of the Sartorial Geek, which is a quarterly magazine and a weekly podcast. And I'm here with Takia Blackwell, who's the COO of Mischief Management, which is putting on LeakyCon, which is very, very cool. So thank you so much for hanging out and talking to me. No problem. This is gonna be great. I'm excited. Yeah. So I mean, I actually don't super know the answer to this either. As okay, so mischief management runs cons. Yes. But not even just Harry Potter. Now all kinds of nerds. All cons. kinds of nerd cons.
0: Uh, we so this summer we did a. Game of Thrones convention, actually, okay, twenty this year, yeah, 2019, yeah, because um, I'll start in January. Uh, we did Broadway Con in New York, mm-hmm. um, which is amazing and is just this huge celebration of the fans of Broadway. Um, and honestly, we can't believe that the, it, no one had this idea before we did. It's but we're, so cool, but we're guys. glad we got to be the first. Um, so we did Broadway Con in January. Then we had Con of Thrones, which is our Game of Thrones fan convention in um, its second year this year and that was so much fun Um, and then we are partnering with A&E on AlienCon which is a convention for fans of extraterrestrial and space um, and the unknown Uh, and that was uh, very recently uh, (laughs) about six weeks ago um, in LA and then we are at con yeah, um, and so those are our main four. We have another AlienCon coming up in November in Baltimore, um, but those are kind of our main four brands right now. Um, Sweet. But you never know; we there may be more, and there may be more. We'll may be more. Um, we <laughs> so always follow mischief management to see what's going on. Absolutely, we always like to joke um, in our office that you kind of you can't leave, you can't go to the bathroom without a new con idea coming up, um, and that's kind of because we're all fans of. A lot of things and so you get people who are passionate about, you know, Harry Potter or television or, yeah. you know, musicals into a room um and you give them this idea, this spark of a moment of like what a convention could look like and we will come up with conventions <laughs> for everything.
1: That's so cool too though, because like I've been to fan cons. I don't know if you guys have been to a lot of fan cons and it's I mean, it's very, very hard. Like, you know way more about putting it together than I do. I'm usually just a vendor, but the fact that you guys have successfully put all of these on and they're good and they work and they're going on for years, that's incredible because the idea of like, I want to do a Game of Thrones convention is like, cool, so does everyone. But the (laughs) fact that you did it is incredible.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've been we were really, really lucky to kind of cut our teeth with the Harry Potter fandom, and we're all huge Harry Potter nerds. Um, is at that the that is like the that, is, like the, okay, that is the cool. foundation yeah, yeah. from which we stack everything else. Um, and so we got this chance to like work on Leaky and kind of and really develop our expertise and meet a lot of great people and build partnerships and kind of um, create the foundation to do all of these other conventions. Cool. Um, and so by the time we were, you know, thinking about BroadwayCon or doing. Cut kind of Thrones, we had already done it so many times, it was a little easier for us to, and each fandom has its own, yeah, <laughs> has its own internal workings, <laughs> has its own quirks um, but it was a little bit easier for us to take what we would loved about Leaky and what we had learned about running conventions and apply it across the board, um, you know, just making some tweaks here and there, you know, we talk about uh, ravens instead of owls right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, things like that But it's but it's been really, really fun to kind of use what we know um by being fans ourselves and also by working with fans um to create these events taking what we know about conventions and kind of applying it across the board
1: yeah i feel like mischief shows have like a vibe like you can t- i don't know what exactly it is but you can tell like it's not like leaky con and we're awesome. or- yeah yeah <laughs> it's that's awesome and like you do you focus on the same kinds of things depend no matter the fandom like fans come first You always have, like, a really awesome vendor room and the autograph. Like, I don't know. I feel like all mischief shows, if you've been to one, you can, like, guess what another one is going to feel like. So if you enjoy them and you're even remotely a fan of the other things, which is really awesome.
0: Yeah. I think one of the things that we... Talk about a lot is uh, the things that we wouldn't know how not to do. Right, right. So it's the we're really we tend to be really really present. Um, like you've probably seen our operations director running around. Yeah, you I don't, don't really know, the full know who staff of any other like, company. You know. Like I know everyone that works at Mission, um, and that's because we started this as a community opportunity. We started this as fans, um, and we you know while we were able to build a business through it. It's really just kind of like us hanging out with our friends um, yeah, sure. at, at, at its core. And that extends to, you know, the... Uh X thousand friends. We right. we now have on site at LeakyCon. We treat everyone as though they're kind of part of our community, um, and that and that piece is I think what really shapes the spirit of all mischief events. We are just we're around. We love the things that we do events about, and we love talking to people about their experience and about the things that you know we share in common. Um, and so that's that's one of those pieces that I I am not sure we meant to do it, but I think it's something we wouldn't know how not to do yeah you shouldn't stop you
1: definitely <laughs> should not stop <laughs> um so being COO like what does that mean for a convention company <laughs> like what is your actual what's your actual job I stare at spreadsheets okay because I love spreadsheets
0: I'm a Ravenclaw okay ah. all right. <laughs> cool um so yeah I spend a lot of time Working with our various departments and teams to identify, you know, what their costs are going to be, and um, sort of make sure that everything's coming in line, and that uh, tracking ticket sales, and um, working with. Folks to bring all of their ideas maybe a little bit down to reality. <laughs> Fair. Um, um, and I do a lot of the business side of things. So outside of, you know, actually running the event, as Mischief grows, we are running a business. Um, and so that means, you know, making sure that everyone gets paid. Right. Um, and making sure that, you know, people's healthcare benefits are there and, and things like that. That is kind of wild. Like, I, I, started, yeah. I started with Mischief um, honestly, I started with Mischief in 2011 as the um, as thrown in as a rock star coordinator. Okay. Which, so that was when our marauder passes were called rock stars. Um, and I showed up on site. I was working with the Harry Potter Alliance at the time. Cool. Um, and Melissa was like, so our rock star coordinator can't make it? uh, do you guys have anyone who can help? Oh my I gosh. Like, I was like, I I have no idea what any of this entails, but I guess so.
1: <laughs> no way, that's crazy.
0: And so I jumped in, they she gave me, like, the list of 50 rock stars. I was like, these are the people who paid the most for the tickets, make them happy, please. <laughs> (laughs) Um, And so that's such an
1: intense day one of your job, (laughs) not knowing that's your job
0: until you get there. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so I worked with them on that and a couple of other projects and then became the logistics director um, in 2012. And so the like going from running events, which is very different than running a business has been really interesting growth trajectory um, and really fun and really great because like, you know, I used to be the person uh, making sure that there were enough chairs in the room and now I just make sure that all of those people feel supported in making sure enough to make sure that and get chairs to make sure, in the room. To make sure that there are enough chairs in the room um, and so it's been it's been kind of a really interesting um, growth, like personal growth for me, um, and, 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 stepping away from kind of all of the minute details that I used to be steeped in. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that, I'm sure that Abby and, and Kylie think I'm a control freak and, <laughs> you know, would love for me to step further away. Um, but it's, but it's, it's been a lot of fun and everyone here really, really cares. And I think that fostering that, um, that vibe of, uh, still being a group of friends, putting something together, who are really passionate about it—that's been really important to us as we continue to grow. Um, as we bring on people who, you know, had never been to a LeakyCon con until they were hired by mischief. Oh, Okay. Um, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so we're we have to focus on you know what does it mean what what is the you know mischief difference what does it mean to um, how do we act in actuality. Foster the environment that we are trying to or like how did we get here? what are the pieces that actually like make something engaging and fan focused um, identifying what those are and it's not easy because it's yeah. just something that you've done um, it's just half it's it feels a little bit like happenstance and then you start to sit down and and try to pull away the pieces and be actually like intentional about how to foster that space um, it's been it's been really. Uh, tricky and fun for us to kind of figure out exactly, okay, but what are the ingredients that we put right. in Well, put Especially into the stew.
1: when you need to then explain it to someone else. You're like, just do what I've always done. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's not an actual way to like explain this to anybody. That's not an answer. <laughs> is it hard to jump back and forth between fandoms? Because like you were saying, you have like four at least cons a year, and they're all different. So is it hard to be like, okay, ticket sales for Game of Thrones, but also... Harry Potter things are next week, but also Broadway we're getting guests for? Like, does your brain go crazy (laughs) doing that?
0: Um, a little bit. We, it's definitely been... Um, kind of a tricky the trickiest part I think honestly is because we are always working on all offense our creative director might be in a I need to brainstorm about what the yeah. vision is for leaky and what are the you know signs gonna look like and what's my like inspiration yeah. and our operations director is like yeah but actually I need you to talk to me about aliencon right um, and it's those pieces that are a little bit more disparate and harder to um, talk about when you're talking when you're trying to talk to someone and they're on a different train and that's when uh, the wizards and the aliens are coming. Kind of, <laughs> it's a little bit it's a little totally. harder to to then be like, okay, I can switch in the middle of my brainstorm um, to talking about this other thing. And I, and also we um it's about learning to uh find the shortcuts without uh kind of giving up the the heart of what it is that we do, one of those is has definitely been in language like yeah, we okay. we know what the voice is. For when we're communicating about LeakyCon just instinctually at this point um, and figuring out the language for Con of Thrones which is really really similar but has you know a slightly older audience yeah. a slightly more male audience um, figuring out how to talk to them without it sounding a little too lovey-dovey yes. um, has been really a little
1: too like 13 year old girl, <laughs> a little more like 30 year old man <laughs> that's a hard yeah, that's so a hard, hard
0: shift to switch so it's been in, in, in those pieces it's a little bit bit weirder so you can't just you know copy paste right. and change some words around it's about like really being authentic to the fan community that you're creating this event around broadway is totally different Yes. Yeah, and seriously. honestly as like a slightly more mainstream the game of thrones is pretty mainstream um fandom it, it spans the gamut and so and yeah. we we're talking to a lot more um industry professionals because we are also based in new york and so we're doing a lot more of that um, kind of space, so it's it's just that everything is very it, they all um, kind of flow from the same place, but there there are these like little pieces that you have to like tr- like change and make adjustments for and figure out exactly how it works in that space. Um, and we always, I mean, we're we come up with new con ideas all of the time and the first year you run a con you're really just kind of figuring out what it is yeah Um, until you guys so
1: much until until you are
0: literally on site you don't know what yeah you can make all of the plans that you want until you're on site and you can feel the vibe you're never quite sure if everything that you're you're putting into it is going to land Um, that I mean programming is really hard to figure out for a new audience Um, whether or not the uh, the brand and kind of attendees' expectations are matched can be really hard. Like all of those pieces until you're there and you're like, oh, this is what this like. There's something really tactile about an event and a space with the you know thousands of people. And once you're there, you're like, okay, I understand this in my bones now. I really feel like what this vibe is, what people are looking for, what people have gotten excited about, and you can
1: build off of that. But the first year of a con, you're just kind of guessing. Well, and something I think is insane that you guys do is you don't even do the cons at the same places. Like I've never seen a con that's like leaky's in Ireland and then Texas and then Florida and then Boston. Like that's wild. Yeah. So much fun.
0: Uh.
1: I can't (laughs) imagine because not that people don't travel, but the location of the world you're in affects I have been a bit. And actually it
0: is really fun. We, it definitely keeps us on our toes and it keeps us, (laughs) um, and it means that we're able to like reach a new audience every time. That is cool. Um, and that's really cool. And we're building, we kind of like, you know, have these pockets of fans and, you know, past attendees and all of these different spaces, um, for leaky, we've been, you know, basically all across the U S yeah. Um, and there are a lot of places that we would love to revisit. Um, but we, uh, uh, but yeah so it's 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 tricky and you're learning new venues all of the time, and you're developing kind of like a a sense of you know what the foundation is, and then you have to tweak for different audiences and different expectations, like this leaky sold out in two minutes, which was yeah
1: crazy, crazy. but presented
0: crazy. crazy but presented a new set of challenges yeah um and so it's it's you're always you, every new place uh presents a a, a few Uh, new quirks for you to figure out and and work through, but also a lot of it's the same. And so you can, you know, I know, especially because our content stays the same, you know, like yeah. I know what a uh, live podcast needs right, right. in the room. Yes. <laughs> um, I know what, you know, X, Y, or Z thing. I know that Leaky's going to have wizard rock. Um, I know that, you know, there are certain things that you just know. They're the big rocks um, yeah. that you can put down. And that's really helpful no matter where we are. Um, and luckily as we diversify events, I think that we are going to try and if not the same event in similar spaces, um, then maybe like rotate events because now we have four events. So we could yeah. in theory just kind of like trail the events around the country.
1: And At that will not relearn everything. Exactly. Every single exactly, show. Exactly, exactly. 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 Cause that's a spirit of adventure that like I don't have. <laughs> I'm so impressed that you guys do that.
0: It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a lot of fun and it's, and I think that there's um, a skill set in learning quickly. Um, and so we now know, you know, these are the three questions that I need to ask as soon as I have a sense of what the venue is and these are the pieces and these are the people I should be looking for. Um, Honestly, what's trickiest is like venue to venue. uh, the, The internal workings aren't always the same. Um, so like we, you know, they, like the way that they communicate with their operation staff might Got be slightly it. different than what we're used to. And that can always be, that takes time. Yeah. That takes talking to someone and realizing, oh, this is not working the right, way that I thought right. it was going to. Um, but, but it's, it's a fun challenge and we're, we've gotten pretty good at it. I was going to say, if
1: you can get good at that, then like, <laughs> I feel like you can get good at anything. So that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. I had a question when you were saying you're a Ravenclaw so you look at spreadsheets all the time yeah. is does the mischief, mischief staff where, like do people's jobs align with their houses pretty well or not really
0: so, that's so funny I, I've i been toying with writing a management book because I think that there's like definitely a book in yeah. like managing the Hogwarts houses so like houses. I run a business and I have a lot
1: of business friends and like honestly some of us now like one of my friends who's a personal trainer she asks on her intake form like what's your house because that will affect the way we work out i totally would buy that (laughs) book it's that
0: yeah i think that's awesome no there are so i wouldn't say that houses a lot um, okay i think that people self uh select into roles that fit specific houses like right like our creative director is a luna ravenclaw yeah and he he makes beautiful things, and he, you know, gets into the nitty gritty details. Um, but, the, but that's not me. I, I, hate, right? I, I am not a. Um, and our uh, operations director, Abby, is a hat stall. Um, between Ravenclaw and Gryffindor, who chose Ravenclaw. Um, But that makes so much sense when you see the way that she attacks an operational problem um, with the, you know, the verve that it takes to get something done, but also the analytical ability that is really needed to handle all of the millions of details. Um, We have a lot of Gryffindors now. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask, is there a house that like overpowers? Yeah. We used to be... And that's... See, this is... <laughs> I can't give away all of my management book techniques. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but we used to be more Ravenclaws, and we are now very heavily weighted to Gryffindor. Okay. Um, which is really fascinating. Yeah. Uh, Melissa, Anelli, our CEO, is a Gryffindor. Is is a Gryffindor, is Gryffindor. <laughs> um, and I think that you t- it takes that kind of energy to... To decide that you want to, you know, yeah. make a convention just because you want to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it takes that kind of energy, honestly, to decide to do four conventions in a year, to decide mm-hmm. to, you know, do Harry Potter conventions and then, like, spin off into yep. Broadway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's so I think that there definitely uh, there's an alignment between people's houses and their roles and how they how they work and behave. Um, that's really fun and we make fun of everyone. we use it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's kind of good. that. It's the language that we use to be like, oh, you're doing that because you're a hufflepuff. Yep. our communications director <laughs> is a hufflepuff. Our that entire help desk team, <laughs> our entire help desk <laughs> team is hufflepuffs. Um, it's
1: so like it makes a lot that's of sense. I was <laughs> gonna say, I'm a hufflepuff. That makes so much sense to me. Yeah. Do you guys still do house? Like house activities and stuff. Staff-wise, I remember there used to be like a walking challenge that was like. Yeah, ah, we do. Do, you guys still do that kind of we stuff. Do. That's we do. Really we have cool. our Fitbit
0: challenge for the for the. Guys, uh, this convention. is so fun. I love. Can you explain it? It's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay. So we do it teams and um, houses, and so everyone does uh, has a Fitbit or a you know some sort of pedometer, um, and every night you send Kylie your steps for the. steps for the day Um, and then at the end of the weekend we uh, tally them up using like an average across the houses and um, departments and then we basically just kind of like egg each other on and like our like for instance helped us sit a lot and so instead of they will like take turns pacing (laughs) like they will yeah 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 they'll be like oh it's my break I'm just gonna walk the halls for like 30 for 20 minutes and it's like why why would you do that Um, and Abby and I I used to have a ferocious competition um, because we were just like, I'll beat, I'm will i gonna beat you, I'm gonna beat you. Um, even though we're both, we are usually on the same team. I was gonna say, are you
1: guys both on the same but team? But we're very competitive. <laughs> That's awesome though. Um,
0: but so we, yeah, so we tally it up. La- the last time uh, at Leaky Dublin, we uh, thought that Hufflepuff had won. And then we realized that Sierra, our programming director, hadn't submitted her steps. And so it was like a, it was very, oh, <laughs> yeah. wow, that's like a it was very source stuff. it was, was Yeah, 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 in. yeah no, like it had been, it had been announced that she walked into the door and she was like, oh, actually, and then it changed. Yeah,
1: uh... I'm really, she made yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've never been prouder. Awesome.
0: <laughs> it was great but it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun um and honestly it's one of those things where we do like 22 steps in a weekend oh, or man. no sorry in a day throughout yeah, the weekend yeah. um and so
1: it's a way to kind of make, make yourself feel a little better how <laughs> much, much your legs are hurt. <laughs> yeah exactly. That's exactly valid oh my god um do you guys do that for your other shows too, or is that a? We do, season? and we do it cool. house. <laughs> can cool. cool. we do houses because how else are you going to categorize yourself? <laughs> yeah. Do you? How do you guys pick? Like when you're like, oh, I have a great idea for a new convention. How do you pick which ones actually happen and which ones? Like I'm sure there are way more ideas than actual cons you can make. Yes. Um,
0: it's usually a. Uh, sorry, it's one of no, those no. it's one of those things that are that's hard to pinpoint.
1: Yeah. okay. Um, there's a I'm sure there are a ton of factors yeah, that go into that. Yeah, yeah. And
0: there's a burstiness to an idea. It's when someone comes with an idea and everyone looks at each other and it's like oh God, that's real. (laughs) Like, that could be a thing. We could do that. that. We could do that. Um, And then we started researching kind of what the audience size of the fandom is, uh, what markets would make the most sense for an event like that, uh, what we think, you know, basically, like, how many people we think we could could go to something like that, um, and whether or not we have a relationship Um, with either agents or participants, um, actors and things in that industry that we could, you know, correlate into an event. And so it it really, a lot of times, the ones that we end up moving forward on, it's that initial moment. Because I think that there are a lot of... um, Instinct, like our instincts have become really, really sharp and really, really good. And if you can get, you know, our creative director, our talent director, yeah. our operations director, our programming director, all to agree on something and think that, like, it could happen, then it probably that's can awesome. happen. Right, right. that's um, awesome.
1: Yeah, that's so cool. Do you, how does it, do you guys have to do cons of? fandoms that you are, like, are you all fans of all the things? You can't be, right? No one can I've be a fan I've only
0: seen two seasons of Game of
1: Thrones. Okay, no, that's, that's fair. I did my first Doctor Who convention and I'd only seen one season and I was like, no one asked me any questions. I don't know about this. That's cool. So, like, yeah. you just make it work and ask the people on staff who are, yeah, like, the super exactly. fans. Yeah, cool. exactly. We
0: have a couple of, we definitely have a couple super fans of everything that we're doing um, an event for or really really strong partners um, and we have gotten Really good at kind of researching and cool. steeping ourselves in those communities as needed. Sierra did watch all of Game of Thrones <laughs> just to be ready, just for to be
1: ready, it. and to That's you know, an intense commitment too because that shows a lot. It's I mean, commitment. I love it, but it's a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, and also, I can you imagine like being not forced, but like having to watch Game of Thrones for your job? No, it's very <laughs> I can't. yeah,
1: That's really intense. Good job,
0: Sierra. <laughs> yeah, um, and so we we do a lot we do a lot of stuff like that we try and um kind of you know we'll pick up a podcast about it cool, we'll pick up yeah. you know pieces of the fandom to get our fingers in um so that we can have a sense um and and you know not make a fool of ourselves and honestly be true to the audience we try to you know learn as much about you know what uh, what a uh Game of Thrones fan is, is really looking for, and is really, like what pieces, you know, what are the fights that people get in on Twitter? Like what are, what yeah. are, the, what are the true pieces of fandom so that we can replicate and we can, you know, be true to that and make it uh, a really authentic and, and interesting and complex event for them, um, whether or not we're fans of the thing.
1: Yeah, that came up on a panel yesterday where it's, like, you can tell when a corporation just comes down and is, like, I'm doing this thing now. And there are no inside – there's no inside knowledge. They don't get it at all when it's, like, you know, like, just putting memes on things and nothing makes sense. And you're, like, what are you even doing? You don't get this. So that's much appreciated.
0: Yeah, yeah no, I mean, and there are places, right, like, as fans ourselves, as people who are, like – Deep in the Harry Potter yeah, fandom, yeah. we we know that there are places that you look for fandom, right? Yeah. Like, what are the you know biggest stories on AO3? Like, yeah. what are what are people using Tumblr? Is that where the Game of Thrones? Yeah, it, is? It, it might, right. not, be. Out there. It might yeah, not be. Yeah, yeah, um, not Like who? Like what are the fights people are getting into? What are things that you know people are really really care about? We know like where to find those things, um, and so we're able to kind of. Um, uh, harvest from that and uh, and you know we also have a couple of like a bunch of Game of Thrones fans um, that we're friends with that are on our yeah. staff um, and so we're able to harvest from a lot of that I don't think that we would be able to do events on if we didn't have some sort of like Hook into them, yeah, um, because it wouldn't it wouldn't be the same kind of vibe um that that makes a mischief event. Um, and so I can't think of anything
1: no, that makes would, sense though, because if you don't know anything about Harry Potter culture, you don't know about wizard rocks, so you would not but that's like such a huge part of this, mm-hmm. or you wouldn't have a Yule ball, yeah, but if you don't, not that you have to, but like that's how you know it's actual fans putting stuff on, yep, because that's kind of insider knowledge, <laughs> which is awesome, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do you guys have any questions? Yeah. I do. Uh, So, do you have this impending feeling from year to year to try and top the con that you had from the past? That's a good question.
0: Not necessarily top. Um, We always want to make it feel new and different. Um, but also, we wanna we acknowledge that like not everyone has been there the year before, and so we don't want to make it feel so new and different that people who have never been feel left behind or like they missed a piece um, to get into it to to you know what what the expectation is on site for a leaky um, we. <laughs> I will say that sometimes when it comes to like mm, the set, we get a little like, okay, what's <laughs> well, the biggest thing right we can do, right. You know, we need a chandelier, right. um, and so that piece we we really love having fun with. Um, and and there are pieces of it that we you know, if we did something crazy with, I don't know, confetti cannons one year, we like <laughs> we're, we're going to look for a new way, a different way to do something as exciting. Um, but but I think that each of the events are so special in their own way that like there there's a perspective there's like a piece of this that we could never top that like this that it exists delicately in this one moment um, and you can't you can't do better than how great right. and like that feeling and so we just want to do it differently and recapture that essence and spirit. That's a good
1: differently but not necessarily like you have to think every con is good, too, so it's not like, last year sucked, this year sucked. to <laughs> that's, that's a good way to think about it. Does anyone else have more questions? So, oh. we have plenty of time, don't worry. <laughs> sorry, I <should> do <laughs> so, I saw that, you know, next year you're having two econs cons, and one of them is going to be in Dallas again, so what kind of logistics go into making that kind of decision where you're, you're not moving it from place to place again, but you're not revisiting the same
0: sitting two years in a row, and then you're also going to host two leaky ponds and how do you think that spokes the fan base? That is a great question. Um, so with Dallas, we honestly, it was based on the demand of the ticket sale. Um, we feel like there were a lot of people who wanted to come this year, and were able to, and like, we kind of sat around, and we're like, I guess, I don't, I feel, oh, and I mean, there are pieces, like, that we're so focused on, like, community building and, like, wanting to create a special place for all Harry Potter fans so that, like, honestly, some of our conversations sound very Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I think that uh, a piece, like, so just the decision to stay in Dallas happened or started really early um, when we were like, oh, God, what do we do? Um, and so that a lot of that came from the demand and wanting to be able to bring in you know as many harry potter fans as we could and also you know we hope that everyone has a fantastic experience this weekend and i'm sure that there are going to be a lot of people who you know we got a lot of um the dallas audience had never been to a leaky con and yeah. i think that some of that was you know based in because we've been you know almost everywhere but like this very middle of country, part of the this, country this yeah. middle part well we did chicago but like not oh yeah um,
1: much Farther north, though. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes,
0: yes. So we hadn't been, like, in the southwest. Um, and so we were, kind of felt like, okay, well, let's do it again. Let's see how this one goes we will at least get the people who didn't have a chance to come to this cool. one, which is like our like heartbreak is like people who want to come and can't. Um, because I mean, like we can't have capacity. Like, yeah. so yeah, yeah. like there are only so many seats in a room. Um, but it's, it's so that's how that decision got made. And then Boston is because it's our 10th anniversary next yeah. year and our first of it was in Boston. And so this year was a little bit easier to make decisions. Um, but we had like, honestly, before we sold this Dallas, we've been talking about Boston. Um, We've been talking about, you know, how crazy and, like, how much mischief and which wasn't a company in 2009 um, and how how much LeakyCon had changed and wanting to go back and wanting to um, kind of like recapture that. Also, we haven't been in the Northeast since Boston. Yeah, I know Um, because
1: I was waiting for an even drive and I haven't gotten one yet.
0: (laughs) So I'm excited about that. Yeah. So like we were really excited to serve that community that was built. And honestly, a lot of people from Boston have followed us to different places, Um, but we were really excited for the opportunity to go back to where it all started yeah, um, so and, awesome. and, and celebrate 10 years of mission, well LeakyCon I guess, um, mm-hmm. there in, in that moment.
1: That's so awesome. <laughs> so I'm trying to think of how I can articulate this. words on all over the place. Um, I'm really curious about how you manage and slash develop a really good set of vendors and artists um, especially when you are, say, trying to develop a new, you know, a new co- uh, con concept like Broadway, where it isn't just one fandom, or you know, the Alien Con. Um, you know, you know, I I'm just curious, like, how do you find the the right vendors or do they find you, um, where you aren't, mis- you know, getting those people who are just some corporate entity that are stamping, you know, Broadway stuff on a bunch of stuff. To- yeah, yeah, because you guys never have, like, the t-shirt towers that ooh, are just, like, ooh, we ooh. sell in Hot Topic and also at this convention. We brought our whole mall with us, like, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, so Broadway, BroadwayCon
0: is actually a really interesting way into this because we're balancing, like, the industry professional side of things with also the um, kind of, like, fan-created wares and things like that. Um, and so we do a lot of outreach um, and a lot of conversations and a lot of research um, with each of our, not necessarily all of our vendors, but anyone who seems on the fence and we're not sure about, we definitely like ju- will jump yeah. on a call, like ask about ask for more information about you know what they're selling and like you know just kind of do our own research. into anyone who reaches out to us, um, we do a ton of outreach. We go to shows, um, like we will go to New York Comic Con and like hand out business cards and like try to see kind of if there's anyone that we think will fit or vibe. Um, and we also have uh, through our programming. Um, a lot of connections with like uh, Broadway shows and things like that and so we talked to a lot of those folks um, about coming into the marketplace and figuring out you know the best way to reach their the fans that way. Um, yeah Broadway so- Con
1: had a really cool thing because like when you go to a Broadway show and they have their little cart there were a bunch of shows that just like brought their cart to the mm-hmm. con which was awesome yeah so like the show's vendors were actually there, which yeah. is really cool.
0: Yeah, and so that, and that was honestly something we've been working on for years. Yeah. Because it takes, right, the first, again, the first time you do anything. Yeah, 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 <laughs> seriously. It's, you, we're figuring out and also that community, whether it's, you know, Broadway or Game of Thrones fans or anyone is figuring out us. Yeah. Um, and kind of like, okay, what is this that's <laughs> um, And so we, yeah, we've been talking to shows for a, for a while and then finally uh, 20 last year, this this year. God. Yeah. It feels like a year ago. Oh my God. It feels like lifetime ago. Um, but this year we're able to get a bunch of shows in. And so it's, it's, it's honestly, we take everything like really personally. Um, and we talk to a lot of people. We do a lot of research. Um, we try really hard to have the right mix of folks, um, in our marketplace, uh, because we, you know, we want, we want the vendors to do well and we want our audience, um, to enjoy going into the space and like find really cool things. Like, all of Jordan's
1: t-shirts. Yeah, this, I feel like this is one of the best (laughs) marketplaces I've ever been to. Like, I spent so much money this weekend. But it's cool, too. Like, I mean, from from a vendor perspective, you guys do a really good job. When you have that many people on staff, if you're fans of companies, then, like, Mm -hmm. you find out, like, you see the same companies. You're like, oh, you fit in this con. You'll fit in this con, too. Come to this. Or, like, you just end up kind of getting to know all the, like nerdy Etsy shop yeah. like you you shop there and then you're like hey do you want to go to my con no, because I, mean I already you put everyone next to each other yeah so this one has been cool for me because so many of my friends are here like so many of my seller friends, like we're all just hanging out and I get to buy all their stuff, which is bad for my wallet, but also for the show. Yeah, and that's, I mean,
0: that's, again, that's the kind of being present piece, Yeah, is that like Kylie sits down with the map and it's like, oh, all of these people know each other. They talk when they're at our events. Let's put them all next to each other. Which is so, so nice.
1: <laughs> like someone is watching my booth right now, which is great. Yeah, so that, yeah. I, I mean, I guess you could not do that, but why when you can't? Well, and then the, the marketplace has a good flow too mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's not like you have like random goth t-shirts next to like kawaii pillowcases. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like it looks. Yeah. you walk down the intentional aisles, it is, and it's super intentional, mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah, I love that.
0: Yeah, we spend a lot of spend a lot of time and energy like trying to make things feel right and fit, like a lot of that. I mean, and that's um, kind of like a like human centric design, like across everything. Um, We try to, you know, make all of our like signs and rooms and and things like really fit the theme. And we try to make the marketplace flow as well as possible and, you know, use all of our space as effectively as possible, Um, mostly because like in some cases we've had bad situations (laughs) where, you know, it didn't work out. And also, it just—it seems—it makes the most sense. Um, and and honestly, we want to keep everyone happy. The goal is yes. everybody is happy. <laughs> um, and so, a lot of those pieces just kind of make it a more enjoyable experience for everyone involved.
1: It's cool, too. Like, I had... This is actually my first leaky. I squealed when I saw, like, the, the vendor... What are those called? The, like, fabric behind us? Uh, the, yeah, that the pipe is and all drape. all the colors? Yeah, the pipe and drape. I was like, I've never seen four colors in one booth before. This is awesome. Yeah, that went through a lot of iterations. I'm
0: sure. Um, there was one version where Jordan wanted to do them, like, kind of, like, in a I in forgot a there rod. was another Jordan. Like, I was like, what are you oh, talking sorry. about? Oh, yeah, yeah. sorry. Cool. Our creative director, name is Jordan, and he wanted to do them kind of, like, in a, like, a uh, chevron so like there would be like black oh. on the outside and they would and the colors would kind of like go in and that was like okay that's like 30 panels that's, yeah, that's <laughs> too much maybe we can't do that <laughs> that's, that's too much um but but doing this sort of thing we on a lot of our other events um Cut of thrones we started playing with that and kind of the feel of the marketplace cool, to make yeah. it feel a little bit more thematic um and so there's a lot of color color things happening which it's is super so fun cool. it's I i wasn't sold on it can
1: i tell you i, I can I, see i walked in i was like how does this work this should look crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I believe you. No, know. I walked.
0: I walked in um, on Wednesday when they were setting up, and I was like, uh. This is not so. But then yeah. once everyone, all the booths started building
1: up, I was like, Oh, this is great. This is so Harry Potter. Yeah. I'm glad too <laughs> that you didn't just give each booth one color, because like, how much does that suck if you're a Hufflepuff company? You, <laughs> <like a southern laughs> booth. you would. I feel like people would actually be mad about that. <laughs> so you did right yeah. thing. Another thing that's cool too is that your your pricing for booths is really like reasonable. So That's I mean, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's still obviously you have to pay your bills, but you can tell when a show is very expensive because then only like super big companies can go. And then a show like this, if you have two or three like fun crafting buddies sharing a booth, like it's super affordable. It's not, it's not stressful on like the seller's end. And then you get cool stuff that you don't see often. Like if you walk through like, a huge con that has you know 100 or you know hundred thousand people you're not gonna get like handmade headbands and scarves and stuff there because that's just not possible so i think that adds a level of like diversity to vendor floors that's really cool
0: yeah yeah no i agree and honestly i mean that it all comes back to us being super present. Yeah. That, like we uh, know the vendors. Um, and it means that like, I would feel bad gouging, <laughs> right. You know, you, like you in can gen- gen- in general. <laughs> this is what it
1: costs you. You're not like, I'm going to charge 500 extra dollars. Just be like, you don't get a table and chairs. Sorry. Bring them yourself. Cause that stuff sucks. Yeah. And it's very nice <laughs> that you don't do that.
0: Yeah. So we try to, you know, we obviously, you know, want to pay for this all. Yeah. Um, and so we try to have our prices be as reasonable as possible um and i mean and that goes with like ticket prices too like we i and also we don't want to make it so like make the barrier to entry so high that we only are getting the same type of person Mm -hmm. at this event we want it to be you know open and inclusive and welcoming and like i recognize that like honestly like being a harry potter like this is probably your consumerist
1: yeah, yeah, this is what I like,
0: like, <laughs> But, like, being a Harry Potter fan, there's a little bit of a barrier to entry, right? Yep. Like, you have to buy the books. You have to go see the... Buy the movies, right? You have to... Like, there's... If you want to go to an event, you have to pay and fly, like... The experience of going yeah. to the parks. Like, yeah, it is yeah. a commercial entity, and there is a lot... It's expensive. Yeah. Um, and so we... It's hard... I mean, obviously, like, events are very expensive. So we are, you know, covering, you know, all of the all it takes to do this. But we don't want to make it so that people who, you know, have never gone to a con can't come to Leaky. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have played for years with, like, what, you know, what's the right... Ticket price so that we um, aren't you know shooting ourselves in the foot, <laughs> yeah. Um, but are making it as accessible as possible. And like luckily we were able to do day passes a lot. Um, and I feel like that's the perfect middle ground where like a fifty dollar day pass, I would spend that yeah. like very easily, um, and you get kind of the feel. And maybe you know in future years you're able to come for the full weekend um, or things like that. But that that has been one of those things that we've talked about for years, like back and forth and back and forth, um, to to kind of figure out exactly the right thing. Also the auto photo, we've, we yeah. only started, um, doing, you know, pay auto photo in seven, like last year. Um, and that was another thing that we talked about for years to figure yeah. out exactly how that works and how to make it so that we aren't, um, being exclusive and making it so that, you know, people who come here feel like they have a full and whole experience with the convention. Um, but also we could pay for it. <laughs>
1: well, I feel like even the fact that in. Inst- to get everyone in Dallas for example who couldn't come this year instead of being like cool we'll double ticket prices next year so we won't have this problem you're just doing it here twice again like i feel like that says a lot about your company that you're finding ways to solve the problems that aren't just like only people who have a ton of money can do this sorry no everyone. that would suck i am not yeah, i would yeah, not yeah, i would not be that person <laughs> yeah. but a lot of cons go that way like they start as cool fan cons and then you watch them grow and then you watch them get completely inaccessible and then that's it Mm -hmm. and fans don't love it anymore so well we want fans to love it for right (laughs) (laughs) do you guys have any more questions yeah so one thing that's really cool about ECon that we were looking through because we go to a lot of comic cons with my group of friends is how many panels y'all have yeah oh my god
0: can we talk about how many panels we have (laughs) 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 yeah
1: (laughs) How do y'all manage that, and how do
0: y'all decide who gets the panel, what the panel topics are? How does that process work for y'all? This year was a record <laughs> of number of panels. Of number of oh panels. wow! Cool. Um, this year was a record, um, and part of that is because we set our capacity based on who can fit in the room. So we got to have something good going on in every room all the time. Yeah. Um, and that is tricky. yeah. And so, one of the things that we implemented this year is, like, replicating panels. So, there are a couple of things, like, the Hufflepuff meetup happened three times. Oh, cool.
1: Um, That's smart.
0: And so... Yeah, it was full three times. That's (laughs) crazy. um, And so, you know, if you didn't get a chance to go want, like, right, so we started, like, doing some of that which really helps down, helps cut down on, kind of, the volume of content that we need. Um, We also do... Uh, we have a, luckily we've all been at this for you know a very long time and like I am the CEO of mischief management I'm also on the board of directors of the Harry Potter Alliance I can talk about Harry Potter right right um, and so we have <laughs> like a lot of a lot of our um, staff have a level of a significant level of expertise um, and so we're able to throw them at panels um, we have a lot we have a deep bench when it comes to Harry Potter fans um, we have really great relationships with like the Wizard Rocker. Yeah. and, um, organizations and, and, folks that just, you know, like talk about Harry Potter all the time. Um, and so we've been really, really lucky to be able to pull them in, um, come up with an idea of a panel or something that like we have brainstormed and then just throw those people at it. Um, we do user gen so we can, people can apply, um, to lead a session and that, I think did covered like 30% of our panels awesome. this year yeah. um and we and a lot of the user gen folks are people who have been Doing this with us for a very long time, and so we know, you know, that when someone submits the like how to leaky panel, right? That exactly what it's going to look like, and and how it's going to run, and that is just and you know
1: that person because they and been we here know and that you person know people, which is um,
0: and we know that person, and so we know how the panel is going to feel and look, and so a lot of it is like the user gen side, especially is just we've been doing this for so long that we we've kind of like built up a a, a, a database of you know this is all these are all the things, we also. Are so Harry Potter fans first and foremost, and so we sit around a lot. And we're just like, okay, well, um, what about this idea? What about this? What do you think? You know, what was Remus doing in the twelve years? Right? right. <laughs> like, we just sit around and kind of brainstorm ideas, and from those, here, I was able to like pick, pull one, write a topic, write a you know title, write the description, um, and go from there. It is a We use a lot of different programs and processes to keep all of the information straight. Um, We, you know, all of our presenters and and, and panelists and guests, we, like, throw in the spreadsheets and kind of make sure that we aren't double-booking people, which is... Oh, that's got to
1: be one of the hardest <laughs> when you're talking, things to when, figure when, out. Yeah,
0: when you're talking, like, 12 panels, you know, yeah. so many hours in a day, you're making sure that, you know, no one's double-booked and everything's going going kind of right and people have lunch breaks and right. people, you know, and no one's on back-to-back-to-back panels and so they're not getting, like, exhausted and tired of talking. Like, those are the pieces that...
1: that Actually, like really make the schedule. Um, coming up with the ideas is the easy. Part. I was gonna say, if you read through the programming list, it feels like you're having a sleepover with your Harry Potter friends, and it's like, these are all the weird things you could just <laughs> say, and then we can talk about it with our friend, which is awesome. That's yes. super cool. Yes, absolutely. Uh I hope that does that answer your question? Yeah, it did. Cool. Any other questions? Yeah,
0: please and how was that going away? Or was that just, like, a space restriction? Uh, so, we... Honestly... <laughs> um... It's probably going away. We, so... Thursdays have been really hard because that's when, like logistically challenging, because that's when everyone arrives. Um, And so what you're honestly like, from a logistics perspective, you're really extending the event to Wednesday. Um, And then you start taking over too much of people's time and availability and space. Um, So like for when we did like Thursday night openings and and, you know concerts and stuff on Thursday nights, we had to fly in all of the rockers on Wednesday. A whole extra
1: day, right. Yeah, like a
0: whole, you're asking people for a whole extra day. Um, and not that they weren't like really happy to do it, but it, it's taxing and it's a lot. And, Plus, that's twenty
1: five percent to your cost. It does. If you're it doing does. It does add twenty five percent. Hotel rooms and all of that. Exactly,
0: and it, and you know it takes people away from you know whatever they're doing in their quote unquote real lives. Um, <laughs>
1: their muggle lives. Uh, their Their muggle yeah. lives.
0: Um, and so we made the change to be a little bit more lean, and that's why we used to do like. Um, pretty, like, late on Thursday, and then early Friday, Saturday, and then we'd end kind of midday on Sunday, and so we basically adjusted it so that we are ending at, like, six or so um, today, and we took away the, like, Thursday evening stuff. It does mean we end up, like, putting all the rockers in one giant concert, which is really fun, but also exhausting and yeah, also yeah. went <laughs> rolling late this tier <laughs> yeah, yeah. seriously um and so it's those kind of tweaks that we're constantly trying to figure out like what makes the most sense um but yeah so i don't think that the thursdays are coming back but i've been wrong before
1: <laughs> it does make sense like logistics i mean when you add one night of a hotel mm-hmm. room that changes your budget mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. so i totally get it else? yeah
0: are there any
1: plans in the future
0: for a throws con here in the Dallas area? We did do it in Dallas this year. Um, we were at the we were over at the Hyatt Regency. I am not sure where we will be in the next few years. Well, I know where we're going to be next year. I'm just not allowed to say. <laughs> but I am not sure where we're going to be But is that the a traveling? After. That's a it was traveling. a national special last, last year. Right? Last cool. year. Mm-hmm move cool. jumping around cool that
1: was yeah my bad. i didn't tell her about that um, oh no that's okay well there will be more chances there will there will <laughs> there will yeah thank you guys so much for coming and hanging out um if you want to listen to this again or like share it with your friends it'll be at uh sartorial geek at any podcast thing you want to look up and then do you have a personal like thing people should follow or is it just kind of follow mischief okay i need i need to work on my personal brand (laughs) i mean you don't have so that's fine
0: (laughs) so follow mischief everywhere everywhere.
1: and get all
0: the news Mm -hmm. cool all right thank you so much
1: everyone thank you that's fun thanks for doing this.